Welcome to Season 2 of Driving La Carrera. I'm your host, Jeff Mason. Each episode on the podcast, we share stories from our own rally racing adventures, and we interview rally teams who are racing around the world. Part personal journal and part how-to guide, we make this show for everyone who loves a great adventure. There's an idea in the Carrera called the Spirit of La Carrera, and it's the way that uh, teams will come together and help each other. It's the way that um, the country of Mexico, the fans, support the race. And um, today we want to talk a little bit about the spirit of La Carrera and, and our experience of, uh, of feeling that, of benefiting from that. And it was really uh, one of the, the most incredible things that we've, uh, we've experienced in our Carrera um, so we want to talk about that. And to help me tell this story, I have, uh, as I said, a regular visitor, Mr. Petrolhead, Julian Castillo with me. Julian, how are you? Hey, how are you guys? Um, very, um, excited to talk to with you as every week. <laughs> and also, of course, I have, uh, we have on the, on the podcast today, <clears throat> the driver to my co-driver, the left to my right, uh, my brother, Chris. <laughs> Hello there, everybody. We've got some fun stories for today. <laughs> All right, so let's dive into it. So um, we prepared for a year to race La Carrera. We get there, and um, on qualifying day, it all kind of goes south for us. And uh, Chris, do you want to you talk about that? Tell us, give us, give us the backstory to this. I give you a little bit of backstory. I went around to all the newbies, qualifying day, and said, "Look, you know, it's it doesn't matter. Qualifying doesn't matter. Go out there, take it easy, feel the road, feel the car. It's not the day to hit a, hit a home run. It doesn't matter." Did I take my own advice? No. Did the red <laughs> mist come over my eyes? Yes. Three quarters of the way through, not even halfway through the speed stage, the car is great. It's flying. We're having a good time. It's left. It's right. It's left. It's right. It's left. It's right. It's left. It's right. Oh, no. And then? And it was boom. <laughs> and we're off the road. And then it's crash. Uh, and then it's crash. Uh, throw it in reverse. Come on. Come on. Come on. Fortunately, I get it out of the ditch, back on the road, and we can go forward. So I drive up the road and pull off. Obviously, there's damage to the right wheel. Um, you can feel it in the steering wheel. Um, we pull over and I, it was devastating moment. You know, there you just think, oh my goodness gracious, it's all over. You know, I, I messed up. I did exactly what I wasn't supposed to do. You know, your heart is in your throat, but then you shake it off and go, okay, well, whatever. Stay zero. Let's, let's, let's get to it. You, you look at this, you pull it all apart, you assess the damage, you'd say, okay, what do we got to do to get to the next step? Right. Um, and the first thing we had to do was get off that hill, right? So we got to get our, we, the car, we, we, we figure out is, uh, look, we can drive it. So uh, let's get back to service where, where Tim and the crew are. And, back in central Oaxaca at the <clears throat> con uh, yep. convention center. Which, you know, from qualifying, from that qualifying stage was only about 15 minutes away, 20 minutes away. So- so, uh, you know, the, we're able yeah, to, let, let me tell you, those were, that was a long 15, 20 minutes. <laughs> <It was. laughs> that 
that was. That was, you know, because look, we're, we, we, again, we've raced, we, we've prepared for a year. And then on, you know, day zero, qualifying day, we, uh, we, we crashed the car. And so, yeah, you're, you're totally thinking like, oh my God, is this all over? You know, there's terrible thoughts going through your head, but we're sure. able, but you and I are able to get the car, uh, back to service. And what's, what's really, there's so many little overlapping things in this story, but do you remember who, who do we see on the way down the hill? We saw Julian on the way down there. <laughs> Julian, tell us about tell us about us kind of coming back the other way and what what your thoughts were. Well, uh, let me tell you first. Uh, this day was a very eventful day for us because you know that um, the previous day we tried to do to do like this uh, practice run and the the road was blocked, right? Right. Right. So, uh, but everybody told us that the road will be open by the the warm up and the qualifying um, day, mm-hmm. right? So we went there to the to the Mitla stage that was supposed to happen, and uh, that was the first event for us for the media crew, right? Because uh, suddenly it was closed mm-hmm. and uh, nobody knew anything. That's right. And um, Paula Paula Gonzalez, that has a very big part in the story, uh, sent me the information. So we ran to the to the to the current uh, stage, the the stage that was. Uh, Supposed to to replace the the one that was closed, right? Right. So right. we went there. We waited for you for what, maybe two hours, like setting up the car and everything. Uh, and then we met uh, a crew there. Um, they were very very friendly, as everybody in the Carrera world is. Um, we were there waiting for you, and then you passed once um, up the hill. We managed a couple of, of shots, and then, like an hour and a half later, you you drive by us, and we didn't know what what was happening because we you were um, without your your helmets, and you were very slow, and you were alone. No, any other cars were uh, were there. We got no information. We because suddenly this Volvo appears uh, very slow. And uh, you are without your helmets, and I run to you. You stop by um, by the side of road, and uh, I was like, "What's going on, guys? What 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 happened? How how is everything uh, going?" And you were still shocked by everything that was going on, and um, and you told me we we crashed. Uh, I, I remember that Chris told me I got greedy, greedy, and I was like, "What?" And he told me I got greedy, I crashed, and I was like, "What?" And then he told me, take a picture, take a picture, like as an urgent thing to, to, for me to do. And I, I took the picture and I, I said, okay, uh, let's, I'll see you back there at the convention center. So we were, we were very confused. And yeah, yeah that was that. To make the next couple of hours really, uh, to condense them down, we get the car back to the convention center. The, the crew swings in, you know, the, the VRS crew swings into action. We get the car up. We get the wheels off. We start and we assess what, what what's the damage. And it's odd, right? We, you know, we look underneath. There's no visible damage yet. We know something's wrong. The steering, the center of the steering wheel is uh, 45 degrees off. So something's happened. And we narrow it down. We narrow it down. And finally, it gets narrowed down to the steering box. I said, great. Okay. And I said, Tim, do we have one? 
And Tim looked at me and says, we have every part under the sun, but we don't have a steering box. <laughs> oh. So, I said, okay. Wah, well, wah, wah. Wah, wah, wah. So what does that, that mean? So let's see if we can repair this one. So mm. we do what we can. And the answer to that question is no. So question number two, can we drive it? Yes. Question number three, can we race it? No. No. <laughs> question number four do we need a new one yes 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 okay so we are now at two o'clock in the afternoon day zero and the problem to solve is to source a 1965 volvo amazon steering box not a 1966 not a 1964 a 1965, because it turns out that the 1965 Volvo Amazon steering box is unique. Mm-hmm. And Good we have, choice, guys. We have Good choice. 18 hours. From that moment, we have 18 hours before the start of stage one the next morning. And so this is where um, things kind of, the, the, the spirit of Carrera for us begins to blossom yeah so with two seconds with tim i manage we ascertain that we have a a 1965 volvo steering box up in connecticut up at the vrs shop that we can get down to mexico but not until day two so at that point a sigh of relief in the sense that our carrera is not over now, our, our, our hopes of perhaps placing are over, but at least the race isn't over. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so now the challenge becomes, can we source this steering box for this car that was never imported into Mexico, in Mexico, and get it to Oaxaca in time for it to be installed and for us to start the next day? The clock is ticking. So this is this is where this the spirit of La Carrera really really begins for us. So after we came back to, to, to the convention center where service and the crew was, um, I think somebody must have, um, some word that we had crashed had gotten around. And uh, our friend, Rene Renanchalanga, who is um, who lives in Oaxaca, who's been a longtime participant in the Carrera as a, as a uh, head mechanic for a couple of different crews for John Benton. And, uh, he comes over to check on us, and um, and he's he's there when when Tim and and the crew and Chris are all assessing the 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 car and the damage, and we get down to it, what we need to do, and and Renee says, you know, and I tell him, I'm like, well, we got we got to find this part, this steering box. Renee says, well, let me let me make a post on my Facebook group because Renee has this Facebook group of of lots of uh, race people in Mexico. He says, let me put it on my Facebook group and see if anybody has uh, has this part, knows where to, knows where they where to find this part. Um, and so like throughout this story, that little bit right there is sort of running behind the scenes. And yeah, um, that, that definitely that that little motion there set in motion a sequence of events that would return or for our entire race. Yeah. And it was it was really that, you know, the the generosity of Renee coming by to check on us. That's that's really what started it. And so from there, 
you know, now we all know that we've got to try and find this part. We've got to try and find this part in Mexico if we want to to have a chance of, of being on the starting line the next morning. So after talking with Renee, um, I, I think about who, who can I reach out to? And, um, Angelica Fuentes is a, is a friend and, um, is, uh, I know she's in the convention center. So I call her and, and, you know, tell her what our situation is and ask her if she knows anybody. And she says, well, uh, come come over to where I, I'm at in the convention center at my car and uh, and let's talk about it. So so Julian and I actually we go mm-hmm. we go there to talk with An- Angelica, who's turns out her brother owns several Volvos in Mexico City. And we work we give her all the details that we have. And then uh, we go talking with several other people. Um, trying to connect uh, Matt's Hummeld, Hummeland, Matt's Hummeland. We talked to Matt uh, to see if he has uh, any parts. And I think he thought that there was a possibility, but the parts yeah, because were he had up. A, he, had a, he had a P444. Right. And and it was up in uh, San Miguel. San Miguel. He's yeah. out of San Miguel. And, uh, but it, we couldn't confirm. There was no way to confirm what the status of that was was so that that ended up being uh a dead end and then chris you guys were working back at the trailer to connect so essentially, essentially the search for this part starts yeah i'm searching jeff is searching the the search goes out there um i instruct the crew because the if you the ceremonial start was that night and it's ob- obligatory so i said look tim Straighten it out, get it, get it on the road. We need to be there. We'll do. And so then I head off to the the Quinta Real in the center of Oaxaca, where there is an uh, an event, uh, a meal, and and a meeting um, for the beginning of the career, which also these events are obligatory, and so you need to be there. At least yeah. one member needs to be there. So I walk into that into that meeting and this this woman comes up to me <laughs> extremely excited extremely hi i'm paula i'm paula i'm paula uh, uh, i i i have i found your part i find your part what I said i'm paula i'm paula i have to i have to introduce you to somebody I, her english is broken my spanish is broken we get the i get the picture and so she drags me across the room she's looking around she's looking around and she introduces me to Luis Barona, a man who had, had driven the Carrara many, many times in numerous automobiles, including Volvos, and who back. And so I begin a, a conversation with Luis. Um, it was very, very nice. And he says, I'm sure I have your part in my on my ranch outside of Mexico City. And um, Luis Barona is is ever the gentleman, um, we then spent the next hour and a half on the phone, off the phone, talking. He knew a lot of the people that that I know from VRS, um, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, uh, to try to find the steering box in his 
shelves of spares. Yeah, his his shelves of spares. You know, and so this is where you know I had never met met him before. And now, you know, his ranch is outside, but he's, you know, he's talked to his son and talked to his son to talk to the caretaker and they're on the phone and they're looking and this keeps going on and on and on. And then finally, somewhere around five o'clock, Luis finally gets a photograph of the part. Well, it's not the part from a, a 1965 Amazon but it's from a it's from a P18, and I send a, a picture of the part to Tim, and Tim says, "Yeah, 80% we could make it work." But I said, "Great, okay." And then almost immediately after that, you and I are sitting in the cloister of the Quinta Real, which is uh, beautiful, a beautiful spot, and you know people are coming up to us saying, "How's it going?" We're like, "Well, not so great." <laughs> um, and we get the phone call that uh, no, a man it's not by a the phone, name it's of it's not a phone call. No, no, I remember. I I got a message from Renee via Facebook. Ah, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So again, so Renee and his Facebook group was kind of running in the background, and what was happening was people over these hours that we were you know working in Oaxaca to find this part. Um, People were networking across this group, um, asking and calling, uh, you know, who has a who has a Volvo, who has an Amazon, where do you think it would be, where do you think it would be? And then it it pops up and Renee sends me a message and he says, I found somebody who has your part. And uh, he's in Aquas Caliente. And I don't really recall how we then got connected. Did, I think. Well, we, Julian, so we then we got his phone number. Yeah, maybe and he just. I think maybe Renee just sent us his phone number directly, and then we. No. 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 Sent, Julian, no. pipe He's, in. Yeah, he sent us the name, a screen screen cap of the the business, the name of the business, oh, Pedro's yeah. business. Uh, yeah, and then from that screen cap, I googled the junkyard, and I there I found the 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 phone Pedro's phone number and I called Pedro. Yeah. That that because was at this just, point, was... you're because you were you were with the crew, Julian, at that mm-hmm. point. Yeah. Yeah. Um I was with the crew since uh, I remember we interviewed you guys about two o'clock, two thirty, when you were uh going to the meeting uh to to meet to meet everybody uh, what was that drivers meeting or mm-hmm. something? Yeah. Paula, I, I talked to Paula, we talked to Angelica, and um, by that point, uh, this was, uh, for me, this was a problem for BRS to resolve, right? And uh, for us to document, to just take pictures and everything and tell the story. But then, uh, in a quick 15 minutes, everything changed. When, the, when the, we, we knew that this was um, not so easy to, to do, um, I think we shifted a little bit, and I've mentioned this in the Spanish podcast, and we started like sourcing for uh, looking for the part and trying to do s- something to find the part and and uh, take it to to Oaxaca. But uh, yeah, as I remember, that was the way yeah. in which we contacted Pedro. As I remember, so, yeah. you, so Pedro was contacted. We got him on a video call with uh, Tim, our, our crew chief. Uh, mm-hmm. The decision was made 
that yes, that's the part. Perfect. It was de- it was uh, described to Pedro exactly what was what needed to be taken out. But then we had this problem of the perfect part in a city that was <laughs> ten hours and away. Not and not the ten, perfect place. <laughs> and not the perfect place. So Julian, <laughs> let us know how did how did we get that part down to Oaxaca? How did that happen? Well, uh, first of all, I remember that uh, we made a couple of calls with Pedro and uh, reception was not that good and everything. And um, what? It was uh, six, six o'clock, maybe? Five, forty five, something? Five o'clock. Five, five o'clock, o'clock. Five o'clock, maybe five o'clock. And um, I told um, Pedro, okay, that's the, that's the part uh, after that video, video conference that you, you were talking about. I told Pedro, yeah, that's the part. And Pedro told me, okay, I can take that, the, the part of the car by tomorrow, 11 a.m., and I ship the part to you right away. And I was like, no, no way. That's not going to work. You <laughs> should take the part of the car now and ship, them, ship the part now. We'll make it happen. Some way we'll make it happen. We, you just take the part of the car and we will do something. So... Uh, Pedro told, I, I told Pedro, of course, uh, this is for the Carrera Panamericana and everything. And uh, that was, uh, that. there's the spirit of La Carrera. As soon as Pedro knew that the part was needed for, the, for a car running the Carrera Panamericana, Pedro uh, left everything that he was doing, uh, and all his, his people, everybody was, all the mechanics were there in this junkyard uh, with the car, as you mentioned uh, earlier, the car has a tree growing inside a car, and uh, but there, there, Pedro is updating uh, us all the time because I remember that um, the crew, Tim and Alberto and James, were asking like the cars, the part is in the car. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, yeah, they are taking off the part of the of the car. They got they needed to take the part of the car like. Uh, they, they had like an hour to, to do that, right? Because if the part didn't leave Aguascalientes by 7.30, at most 8, it wasn't, um, it wasn't possible. We weren't going right? to make it. Yeah, we weren't going to make it. And uh, everybody was suggesting, like uh, everybody had ideas, like taking the part to the uh, bus terminal and give the part to someone to, to take a bus or taking an, an airplane or uh, something. Something needed to be done because no, um, how do you say, um, service, um, pack, packaging service? How, how do you say sure, that? Sure, yeah. yeah no no, I, have, yeah. I, looked at, I looked at flights, but flights where there was no way we were going to get a flight. And the decision was made then that, okay, we need somebody so, to drive this thing down and quick. Uh huh. Uh huh. So I made a call, a couple of calls, because I knew uh, two, three uh, persons there in in the Aguascalientes, Zacatecas uh, region, right? So uh, we 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 said we need this, and I made a couple of calls, and I said, um, "Can you do this for me?" And uh, a friend of mine told me, "Yeah, maybe my brother, maybe my brother can do this because." He is. Um, he rides a motorcycle and he's always on the road because of his uh, his work. 
and maybe maybe he can be interested and okay so can you give me his phone number yeah of course and uh i talked to to jorge and i told him can you do this uh this part has to be here in oaxaca by seven o'clock in the morning and the, that was that uh jorge maybe thought about that about five minutes and again the spirit of la carrera he he was supposed to work uh next day and the next day also and uh he left everything to help us and uh and, he and did you what, ever talk to him about why like like why did he choose to 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 leave everything <laughs> leave everything you know ride overnight with this part from Agos Calientes down to Oaxaca. Did did he ever say why? Yeah, of course. Uh, since the very first moment his sister told me, he's gonna say yes because one, he's crazy, and two, uh, he loves the carrera. <laughs> he loves the cars of la carrera. And Pedro uh, every year goes to the same spot to see the carrera. Oh, man. Uh, since they were little kids. And uh, that's that's why. As soon as I told uh, Jorge, this is for the carrera and everything. I'm a, a, your sister's friend and everything. He said, Yeah, yeah, it's this can be done. And uh, I think the important decision there was that um, Pedro was thinking on taking a car or taking his motorcycle, and he he said, No, I'm taking the motorcycle. That was the very very important decision made made back there in Aguascalientes because in a car it could it couldn't be done mm -hmm. we we didn't knew about that time because we were uh calculating the times uh using ways and google maps it was a 10 hour ride mm -hmm. by car mm -hmm. but in pedro's motorcycle it was so much faster because of traffic and everything right so yeah pedro pedro took the part of the car by seven o'clock the young yard uh closes at seven um jorge was there seven fifteen, and um yeah that was that we at what time did wait, he roll in uh seven fifteen seven fifteen no, what time did he roll in at oaxaca what time oh, did he four thirty 4.30 in the morning. Yeah. 4.30. So this is this yeah. thing with, the, so, you know, all of this is happening, uh, you know, so we have this problem to solve and we start reaching out to friends and we've got some friends like Renee that, that you know, seek us out and, and, and offer help. And then there is this network of people across Mexico who are, who are working to help us solve this problem, who have know nothing about us as individuals, but they know, they know it's a Carrera team and they love the Carrera and, you know, they're just willing to put everything aside and, and help. And it, it really started to, you know, I started to get a sense of it when at this moment, when, when, when we realized that Jorge was, had agreed to, to drive this thing, this part down and that we had a chance. And I remember Chris, you and I talked in the hotel room. We're like, Oh my God, like this, this is much, much bigger than us. And yeah. I, I mean, I began to, I felt so grateful that we even had at that point a chance. We didn't know exactly if we could, but we had a chance. And I think, and then we had, as you said, Chris, we had the, the ceremonial start that night uh, down in, in Oaxaca Centro. And we went down there in the Volvo. I mean, I remember feeling, you know, so great and so grateful to have you know to to uh, receive 
all this help from from across Mexico and people that uh, that we didn't even know and didn't know us. And that was the beginning. That ceremonial start was the beginning of people coming up to us that we didn't know asking. Yeah. So, hey, did you get the part? Great. You got the part. Hey, I hope it gets here. The next people just started. People that we didn't know came up to us in Spanish, in English, and asked us about our part. They knew the story. I, I just, they knew the story. They yeah. came specifically to the Mescalero to find out whether, what was the Mescalero going to be there tomorrow morning? And it was, it was extraordinary. Now, to make that long story short, because I really want to talk about the spirit of the Carrera, Jorge did get there. The crew was prepared. They got the part into the car. And Jeffrey and I were, and the Mescalero, were on the start day one in Oaxaca. And our Carrera began. And it was an emotional moment that you, you really, you, it, it was, it's tough, it's tough to describe. It really is tough to describe. It was such a roller coaster because literally 18 hours before, we were staring at the very real possibility that we would not be able to race the race we had prepared, uh, you know, a year for. And 18 hours later, through the help, I mean, it it, it must have been dozens, if not a hundred or more people who had participated at some point in helping us find that part and helping us repair the car to get us to that starting line. Um, you know, mm -hmm. it, it really was an incredible I mean, not to, not to mention all the people from, from Europe whom we received messages from, people out in, Cal um, in California. Yeah. Um, but there we go. So off we go on our race and we're feeling great. We're a little, a little trepidatious. You know, we made some mistakes. So we weren't super fast. Um, that first morning. And then we had some more problems with the car, gas gauge problems. <laughs> so we get to the beginning of uh, one of the speed stages and we're about to go. And I look over and we've got no gas or we have no gas. The, the fuel, the fuel gauge says empty. And I said, Jeffrey, the fuel gauge says empty. What's going on? So that was, that was definitely challenging yeah. um, to make that story, to make that story short, we made it. And unfortunately, because we had to replace the part first thing in the morning. The The crew couldn't have been at service. And turns out that we had an electrical problem, i.e., which was draining our battery. Yeah. And so we finished the, the speed stages up in the mountains and maybe four kilometers, five kilometers out of the speed stage, the car dies. It just slowly starts to go. It's kind of like a, a flickering light bulb. And then poof, it's out. It's out, and we're on the side of the road. So once again, right, how do we deal with this? You assess the situation. Okay, we need a new battery. Well, yeah. I look behind us, and there's a like a Ford Bronco or a Jimmy, and there's two women in it, and they're stopped. Yeah, they, they had pulled Jeffrey, over. You, you, as, as we pulled, pulled over, over, they pulled over behind us to, you know, to see if we needed any help. And, and yeah, and I, I turned, I looked back and, and talked to her a little bit and she, she said, do you need any help? And I said, yeah, I, th I think we do. We have an electrical problem. And then, and then you spoke with her. Then I spoke with this woman and 
said, look, we need a new battery. She says, look, okay, fine. I'll drive you down to town and we'll see if we can find one. So I hop in the car with this woman and another, it wasn't her daughter, um, but another young woman in the car. And she recounts this story. She spoke wonderful English because she worked um, in tourism in, in Oaxaca and knew the road very well. She was a very good driver on that twisty and turny road. Let me tell you, <laughs> she was wasting no time getting down to the bottom. And she said, it was, this is so great because we were following you. And as your car was failing, we were getting closer and closer. And I was pretending I was in the, I was in the Carrera. And then I was pretending that I was part of your team. And I looked at it at that moment. I said, you are part of our team. <laughs> right now uh, you and, just and the smile, the smile on this woman's face. It was just fantastic. And there that's long story short, we get down to the bottom of the town. Fortunately, I, I see one of the other, other crews, another spirit of the Carrera. I said, Hey, do you have an extra battery in 90 seconds? I had a new battery in my hand. I was back in the car her car heading back up to the hill and to make that story short we did finish in veracruz that day so another spirit of the Chris. she didn't have to drive right. 20 minutes down the road and then fortunately she didn't have to drive 20 minutes back because the car got a little closer but she didn't have to do that but she was happy to do it it was fantastic and it was exciting fantastic. I mean, yeah i mean yeah. what an incredible thing so she so here's this other you know she's a a, a, a local person who feels connected to the Carrera and you know when somebody needs help you know there's no there's no hesitation you know and that so that's it's just again it's like we would have been sunk our day would have been sunk without her help without her offer of help uh and 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 the help of the other crew we would have been sunk but because of them and really only because of them we're able to to continue the race to get to the next crisis. <laughs> but that's for another, you know. another story. So one of the fun things that is speaking about the spirit of grass. So we get through day one, day two's going into uh, Mexico City. Mm -hmm. And we had a good day, drama-free day, as we called it. Um, we all regroup, all the cars regroup for the police escort into Mexico City. Mm -hmm. Yep. And once you get into Mexico City, the streets are lined with spectators. Oh, thousands. But not one, thousands. not one, two, a hundred, a little bit. The streets were lined with spectators. And we're flying through the streets. And there are thousands of people for kilometer after kilometer after kilometer. And then you park up in the center of Mexico City. And then how many people came up to us on that day and said, it's great to see you here. You know, I was on the Facebook thing. I was trying to help and my guy didn't have it, but your guy didn't have it. Right. I mean, you know, people just came up to us left and right who had, who had been following our story. Yeah. And, yeah. and came to find us specifically to ask, hey, how are you? Did you get the part? Did you get the part? One guy or told one, me, to, or to tell us that we help. I was looking. Right. One guy. One guy told me. He said, um, "I was on the Facebook group, and he said I had fifteen people call me 
looking for the part, right? Like all the, <laughs> so 15 people thought, ah, I know who's got the part. It's, it's this guy. And he's like, 15 people called me looking for the part. He said, unfortunately, I didn't have it, but I came today. I came to the finish today to find out how you guys did, how, you know, if you've got the part, if you're still racing. Uh, it was inc- it was really incredible. And that was, you know, one of many times that that happened. Yeah, it was it was it was pretty intense. And that pretty continued intense. on. I mean, that didn't end in Mexico City. Uh, yeah, I mean, no. I remember people in Queretaro and in Morelia were, were asking um, about the part, about that story, because they, you know, they had been a part of that Facebook group. They had seen it. Um and, you know, you mentioned, Chris, some people from California. It was only like a day later that I finally had a chance to, like, check my Facebook and and I and Instagram. But I was literally getting messages from people across Volvo clubs in California that we were connected to. Um, and people, more people, you know, were commenting on that Facebook post. Um, somebody, I think somebody from Oaxaca had posted, hey, they got the part. They're on the road. And, you know, people were commenting and and uh, and wishing us well, uh, you know, from there. And, um, yeah, it was just a, an incredible amount of people involved in um, in our race. You know, not- I want to say I, I want to say something about uh, about Pedro. You know that I was like uh, kind of managing we uh, the crew of Alberto and we were like managing uh, the the thing with Pedro, right? Yeah. And I, I told Pedro, how much do we owe you, right? Uh, I'll pay you right away. We'll pay you right away. And uh, and my guy will will uh, pick up the part. And Pedro told me, no, no, no. You don't worry about that. You don't worry about paying. You don't worry about anything. You run your carrera and you we, we, we'll talk later, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, here is somebody that uh, has never um, heard about us. Uh, he doesn't know me. He doesn't know Pedro. He, he doesn't know Alberto. He doesn't know the Mason brothers. And he's he he told us, you can have the part. You use the part. You run the carrera. You solve your problem, and we'll manage about everything else later. Mm. So I think that's the spirit of the carrera, right? Yeah. That's the impersonation <laughs> of the spirit of the carrera. Yeah. Because uh, in any other, in, I don't know if it, in in any other circumstance, uh, he this person will say, yeah, yeah, well, I got a part. Uh, I'm going to charge you this and this amount of money. And, and then, then you, then you can pick up the part, right? Right. Because, right. Because it's a business. Because that's, it's business. Right. At that mm-hmm. point, that part but, was priceless to us. It was mm-hmm, priceless. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, yeah, but, I, I, it's one of the things. Um, and as I, I was thinking about, uh, you know, getting ready for this, for this podcast and thinking about the spirit of La Carrera, um, you know, it's real common among among uh, in sport, especially you know amateur sport like like you know vintage car racing. Yeah, the teams all really support each other, and I think you know if you're if you're racing uh, you know endurance racing or rally racing or you know track racing, you know if 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 a team needs a part, you know they're going to get it from a from a, the other teams around them are going to be willing to help them, right? Because we're all we're all racing for the love of racing and for the thrill of the competition and, well, and everybody wants certain. everybody to, to succeed what's so different with the carrera is 
the rest of the world. You know, it's like all these people connected to this extraordinary race. Um, and it's and it's their willingness to help because as we, you know, the crews would offer help. But it, but the crews for us weren't the people who made the difference in our race. It was the Mexican people. It was all the people who love yeah. the Carrera, who are willing to help uh, a Carrera team stay in the race. And so, I mean, that's. And you feel it and you feel it anywhere you go. Yeah. Yeah. Any anywhere you go at a gas station in the middle of nowhere oh you feel it you know, in the small towns where you stop to have a little party mm-hmm. oh my goodness gracious you can't get out of the car you know at the you, end of the day call, you can't call Tehuacan a little party uh, Chris <laughs> <laughs> that's a pretty massive party but still it's true that people love the race and um, man it is it is something to be a part of uh, and and to receive the help that we received and the generosity, um, you know, boy, Jorge, to get that part, that's an epic motorcycle ride overnight mm-hmm. through the rain. And, you know, I mean, that's just, that is no easy thing. I mean, that is, he really put himself out there uh, for some, to be a part of it. And, and it's, it's really, yeah. it's really pretty amazing and pretty wonderful. So I guess what we want to say is it's a big shout out to everybody in Mexico that helped us out, that got us onto the starting line and helped us make it to the finish this year. So, gracias yeah. a todos. Si. Of yeah. course, yeah, I, absolutely. I, I want to say, I say uh, yeah, thank you, of course, to everybody that we can't even remember that we talked. Because mm-hmm. as I told you earlier, I was uh, checking my, my WhatsApp the, the calls, the WhatsApp calls, mm-hmm. and I found this this guy Pilotin. I remember talking to Pilotin, and this this guy Pilotin, of course, Paula and uh, it, it Reina, a guy who who runs a rally, a national rally here. I I know that I talked to to these guys. I don't know um, what was the conversation about, <laughs> but they were involved. You know, they were involved. Uh, calls were like coming and going, and text and Facebook and everything. And we can't remember, uh, as you said, uh, who was uh, Luis Barona or somebody yeah. that told you I received a, a lot of calls, you know, twenty plus calls asking for the same for the same thing. So a lot of people were involved, and we can't remember all of their names. But many, many thanks to to everybody. And and thanks to the spirit of La Carrera. I don't I don't know how that spirit <laughs> exists. It's just out there in the universe and. Somehow, uh, it that energy shined down on us and and helped us stay in the race. And uh, I will be eternally grateful uh, for the help that we received because we had a we ended up having a great race and it was an incredible experience. So I think we've come to the end of this this incredible story. And I want to thank you guys uh, for being with me here today. And thank you uh, for uh, sharing all your thoughts. Uh, about the spirit of La Carrera. Thanks, Jeff. It was a great pleasure to be on the show. Many thanks, guys. Uh, it's always a pleasure to be to be part of the team. Thanks. All right, guys, before we go, we have something that we say around here. And I will tell you, it, is, it, it, it will never be more true than in this spirit of La Carrera episode. So I'll count it off. What do we say? One, two, three. 
Imaginémonos, Imaginémonos cosas, cosas chingonas. chingonas. 